She was such a delight to uh, experience at Karis Bible College. That was the face of uh, Karis Bible College when I got there. And uh, isn't she wonderful that she's here? Um, yeah, you rascal. I got to see the budding romance. I got to watch the flushed face of the young man. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I prayed for that marriage. Still am. Oh, you know, today I've been asked to share uh, and introduce uh, the people that are going to speak. Um, but before I do that, I, I have a few brief things to say. And if you'll stick with me. Human life, by its very nature, by Jesus Christ's theory and use of it, has already accomplished through the centuries, is seen to be a situation devised by the infinite ingenuity of God in which to train sons for an eternal inheritance of power by training them to use power in a friendly spirit. When I began, became aware of Andrew Womack, I became aware of a very powerful man, and I began to investigate him. And I went out to Colorado, I went to his men's advance, and I introduced myself. He said, where are you from? I said, Boone, North Carolina area. And he says, well, I go there every year. And you know, being a colonel, I like to drop names. I dropped uh, the Graham names, Jane and, and uh, Franklin Graham. I said, you know Jane and Franklin Graham? And he goes, no, I know Debbie, Debbie Edwards. She works at the, at the bookstore, Cornerstone. And he melted my heart right there. Here I am dropping Franklin Graham, and he's dropping Debbie Edwards. So I go to the bookstore when I get back, and I say, Debbie, how did, you know, is there a Debbie Edwards in this place that Andrew Womack brags about knowing? <laughs> she could not be. I said, tell me about your relationship with Andrew Womack. And she does. She'd been meeting with him for a decade, 15 plus years. She introduced him to the teachings of uh, Creflo Dollar. I mean, come on, man. She, she, I don't know, that what I saw in her love for him and how his handling of power was so special. I looked into him and, and I said to my wife, I want to go out there to Karis Bible College. And I spent three years there. And every day was a blessing. And I want to introduce to you a couple that made it that way. The Jollies. Karen and Derry. Karen and Derry went to their pastor and said, we'd like to wash cars and feed some hungry children in Africa. Okay. Well, they started washing cars. And then they started uh, selling chicken dinners, for goodness sakes. I mean, that's pretty cool. So let's see. How did that go? 
Well, they have 25 million meals served so far. And this was from a website, their website, that was a few years back. So who knows how many meals they've served. They've built over 350 homes for people. They're in many nations. I mean, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable what these two people have accomplished. Now, there was a guy named Andrew Womack involved. You see, he heard about them. He was preaching at, at their church and heard about their ministry and said, would you like to come to Atlanta? And I'd like you to talk to my group. Well, about 10,000 people show up and he, they're sitting right next to him and he puts them on the stage and he, they've been with him ever since. And there's a reason. You see, they're anointed people of God. The right use of power in a friendly spirit as demonstrated by Jesus Christ has served 25 million more or more meals to hungry little mouths, provided them clothing and, and shoes and schooling and health. I am so blessed and honored to introduce Karen and Derry Jolly and the Ambassador to the Nations Ministry. My Lord, I wish I could meet me. That's amazing. We look good on paper. You know, our lady that was doing the announcements, you know, uh, God put it on my heart. I'm, I'm ministering just a little bit, but about the love of God and, and that, that's, that's the whole key. You know, I tell people, you want a ministry, just fall in love with some people. Right. Find you somebody to love, and then that's a ministry. Yeah. Uh, we never set out to be missionaries. Uh, we never, I didn't never want to be anybody, but I told, told them before, I, I wanted to play softball every night and go to heaven when I die. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but, you know, when you let the love of God enter your heart and, and your life, it'll change you. And uh, so that's what's happened to us. He, I tell everybody, God, he kind of blindsided me. I wasn't ready uh, for what he had for me. But most of us aren't. If it's bigger than you, it's probably God. If you could do it on your own, it, that's just you. But when it's like, oh, and mama here, she has big visions. Boy, she keeps me busy. But, but you know what? I wouldn't have it no other way. We've been doing this over 30 years and... I don't know. I, I tell people, this is not what I planned, but God, I wouldn't change it for nothing. Because you know what? When you're doing what God's called you to do, man, it's not like a job. Like I tell people, God, I'd hate to work a job 30 years and hate that job. I, I, I got to work. I got to, I don't want to do that. Man, I get to go. That's right. I get to take care of these kids and love on them and, and supply their needs and and more importantly, tell them about how much Jesus loves them. 
and uh, watch the transformation from little snotty nosed kids that ain't got nothing. Now they're living in a nice little house, going to school, getting fed, wearing clean clothes. That's a miracle, y'all. That, that's what, that's Jesus. And uh, so we just, for 30 something years, we've endeavored to be Jesus the best we can. Amen. Well, I ain't preaching yet, so I'm gonna let mama talk. I just, first of all, wanna tell you thank you from the bottom of our hearts. For us meeting John, I don't, it was just something supernatural at Karis when he came up to me and we started crying together and I think we've been crying ever since. I like to cry too, John. And then meeting these pastors, I know y'all came to camp meeting. Man, what an honor. And these other folks, what a blessing. I don't have the words to tell you to thank you. You know, we go a lot of places. And I'm going to tell you this out of the sincerity of my heart. Derry and I and our administrator, Todd, Todd's my nephew, so that's why we look a lot alike. Todd's been working with us the whole entire 30-something years. This praise and worship team is amazing. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. We've been all over. And for this church to be hit up here on this mountain and y'all have that, that is amazing. And I'll tell you something, young people. The Lord spoke to me when y'all was up here worshiping. You might think that you're hit up here in these mountains, but God knows your name. And God's going to put, he might already be doing it right now, but God's going to put songs for y'all to write. Are y'all writing it? Okay. I felt that in my heart when y'all worship, and these songs are powerful. I love them. But God's got songs in y'all's hearts, and you're going to write, and you're going to record. And you know what? You're going to make this place in this mountain known. You won't be. I'm going to tell you something. I tell people all the time, we're from an area in Charlotte, called Freedom Drive. Anybody familiar with Charlotte? Y'all know Freedom Drive? Yeah, it's like the worst side to live on. You know what? You better be packing. You know, Todd travels with us and Todd packs all the time. It is the drug-infested, prostitute, everything, and our church sits right there on Freedom Drive. We've been over 40 years. And out of that place, like John said, I just wanted to go to Africa, and I'm going to show you a little video in just a second. I want to go to Africa because we've been helping this pastor for years. I just wanted to see it. I was a privileged child to be able to go to a Christian school. And because of that, I heard a lot about missionaries, and I just wanted to go. I didn't want to be a missionary. I didn't think I did. I love sports. I, I went to college, graduated in the field of recreation, physical education, and that was going to be my career job. My husband was already working for the church as associate pastor of our church, never knowing that that one trip would change my life forever. I heard God supernaturally speak, and that video will show you. And from that, man, God has just done incredible things in our life. I want to show that to you, and then I'll come back real quick. It's only about two minutes. But that way you can depict what we've been doing in this one part of one nation called Nicaragua, okay? Thank you. Well, praise God. We're here, and you don't have to go to our website. So, <laughs> But that's a little bit of our story. Derry and I went to Nigeria in 1990, and like I said, we just went to help, never realizing that, man, we would hear the voice of God supernaturally, that we'd be willing to change our lives and do everything we could to pursue these nations. And I fought it for a couple of years because I was so nervous. You know, I wanted, to grow, I wanted to continue my professional job Derry was happy being the associate pastor, which he still is. 
But you know what? In 1992, I heard the Lord speak to me coming down the interstate. It's time. And he told me, call it ambassadors to the nations and you'll share his love around the world. And that's what we have been doing. And of course, we started off in Nigeria and we're still in Nigeria. We have a Christian school there with over 500 students. Also, we're in Mexico. That's where we went next. In Mexico, we have feeding programs. We have uh, programs with uh, young people. We have pro programs a lot with immigrants now because a lot of them are at the Mexican border. But then when Andrew Womack came to our church for over 30 years to Charlotte on Freedom Drive, amazing. Derry and I knew Andrew before about anybody knew. He was on the radio in Charlotte. So we've been listening to Andrew over 40 years. Back in those days, we, we were doing good to pull 200 people to come. And my brother had met him, our pastor, inviting him to come to Charlotte. He came to Charlotte, and he stayed with us about 32 to 33 years doing these meetings. So like John said, he saw us out there cooking food. And when we started Ambassadors in 1992, Andrew was there. And he saw how hard Derry and I worked, and Todd was with us since he was a teenager working, and all these other people. And um, he just... He just couldn't believe it. And Andrew would help sponsor children like we were talking about during camp meeting. It was like the biggest miracle of our life that one time a year. I mean, Andrew could do more in five minutes than we could do in a whole year. And, you know, we only had a few hundred sponsors and a few thousand dollars coming in during that time. And if we raised a thousand dollars that week selling chicken dinners or washing cars or whatever, that's how we built the buildings in these countries. Well, it was 17 years ago that um, Andrew invited Derry and I to come to Atlanta, Georgia. A sickness had hit my body, um, like an autoimmune type thing, and um, I was really sick. But I didn't let anything stop me. I've never missed a mission trip in 33 years. I have gone no matter what I felt like. Even to the point of throwing up on the planes, I would always go. In my brain, I was like them um, leopards. If I'm going to die, I'm not going to sit here and do it. I'm going to be going... I never voiced it, but in my mind, I thought, man, I am dying. But by the grace of God, because of the word that Andrew Womack and my brother taught me, I'm alive today. And all these years later, I'm still going strong and 62 years old. But you know what? Andrew asked us to come to Atlanta to rest. He said, Karen, you got to get well. And then he invited us to go to Winston-Salem, which is near, if y'all familiar with Charlotte, about two hours from Charlotte. That was the day that God changed our life. Andrew called us up there to talk about the children that we have and what we did. You know, Andrew said, you know, I, I don't feed children. I don't do all this in the countries. Now he does more. But through Derry and Karen, I'm doing all this. Andrew called us up there that day. We didn't have a table set up. We just came to rest. He wanted me well. And from that day forward to now, we've been traveling with Andrew Womack for 17 years to all the Gospel Truth seminars in the United States. Andrew took us from a few hundred people to thousands. He took us, he told me there's going to be a day you'll never sell another chicken dinner the rest of your life. And the chickens are like, amen. <laughs> Boy, we sold a lot of food. They celebrated. So now this man has enabled us to do so much and to go into so many nations. And then years ago, the Lord put on our heart because he's been so good to us that we would begin to help some of the CARES students that we knew personally that are in other countries that are impacting the nations. Y'all know Julie Mapatano in the Congo. Now we're building 
Uh, she has her own facility in one city. We have another facility in another city that she chose. And we're in the process of building a brand new facility, feeding 500 children a day. And these children came in starving to death with parasites. They couldn't even hold their heads up. Now, two and a half years later, these children are holding their heads up. They're walking. And a little bit more time when the facility's finished, we'll be able to start educating them. Now, we've already been telling them about the love of Jesus, and we've been feeding them good to get them ready. But the Lord showed us if we would educate these children and train them in the love of God, they could touch their own nations. And that's what we've been endeavoring to do all these years. We want them to disciple their own nations. Now, it's taken a lot of time, and we've still got a lot of ways to go. You know what? We're in Cuba. We just built a brand-new children's facility in Cuba. We're going to be there in March. It's been years since we've been to Cuba because of the pandemic, and then we got in trouble in Cuba. My brother got arrested, and that was a mess. And, um, but we're ready to go back. And, man, I could go on and on all the countries. With the, this with the CARES students. We're in Peru. We're in Guatemala. We're in India with Julie in the Congo. There's another one. Philippines, thank you. With the, um, with the Karis Bible students, not counting that we're also in Jamaica. We're in a lot of countries. And we're not, it'd take all day to do all that. But you know what? God put a really special love in our heart, like I said, for Nicaragua. That country was so devastated from uh, 10 years of communism. And they're still on these socialistic role. And uh, the, the president was the president during communism. Now he's the president again. But I tell people all the time, you know what? He's better than the cartel because most countries are run by the cartel. In Nicaragua, praise God, is not. But we have seen children come to our schools and being raised up. We've graduated now close to 800 students since 2011. We added a grade every year until we got to 2011 and we graduated them. And through these children now, we've seen them go on to college because it's a socialist that they get to go to college free so many of them have become doctors and lawyers and nurses, missionaries, pastors. I mean, in political world, it's amazing what God is doing in the life of these children. And now they can touch and be the voice in the nation. Yeah, some of them have even come out to be teachers in our school, which we love that. Because you know what? They know where they came from. And to be a part of our school, I love that one. But you know what? Todd's going to come up here in a few minutes. He's going to talk to you a little bit more about our sponsorship. Because that's one of the greatest ways. We tell people all the time, that is your pocket change. You can take 33 cents and throw it in your counter every day. We was at a ladies' meeting right before we came here. We was rushing yesterday to get here. We've been to a ladies' conference for the last three days. And you know what? One lady got up and said, you know what? That's two Starbucks. And I was like, I don't drink coffee. Me and Andrew have that alike. I've never drank a cup in my life. My husband drinks it by the gallons. But, you know, I said, that's true. Two Starbucks. Y'all got Starbucks up here? I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere around the mountains, right? But you know what? You don't have to give up. It ain't like paying a bill. It's like $10 in this investment in this child's life forever. So, and then real quick, I want to tell you about one more thing before Todd comes up. Uh, I have a grandbaby, Derry and I do, and our granddaughter and my daughter, of course, went to the nations with us her whole life. Now her and her husband are pastors. They've done a lot with Andrew Womack's ministry. Their worship, too, is tremendous. They do a lot of worship with Andrew's ministry. And, but our granddaughter uh, is named Ava Jo. And when she was three years old, she was 16 at the time. I mean, she's 16 now, but at three years old and at four years old, everywhere we went, I don't care if we was at church, we was out to eat, 
At school, everywhere, this little girl had to wear a princess dress. People would look at us like, really? And we was like, well, you know, she loves them. And uh, she just, she was crazy. And um, one day she looked at her mother because she started going to the mission field with us since she was a newborn baby. And she said, Mama, I want you to give all my princess dresses to my mama, which is me, so she can take those dresses to the countries we go and we can tell the little girls that they're a princess for Jesus. So we started the Princess Joe, uh, Ava, Princess Ava Joe Foundation. And we've been doing that for years. We have given princess dresses and told little girls how special. They need to know their identity. You know what? They're a girl. You know, that's it. And that's as far as I'll go. That they need to know that they're precious in God's sight. And so the Lord, I wanted to write a book, and I kept putting it on the shelf. The Lord said, do it now. And I didn't have a clue. So we wrote the Princess Ava Joe book. And I'm so excited. This will be a great thing for you to get for your little children, little girls, and your grandbabies. Also, we got a matching coloring book. And also, I saw one of the young girls. You stand up and model. Princess for Jesus. Yeah. And let me tell you this really quickly. By you, it's only $15 for all three. That's a great bang on your buck. But for this, everyone that's sold, we can give a little girl in another country. We've already, next week they're gonna be printed in Spanish. The coloring book's already printed. And we're gonna give them not a t-shirt, they're gonna get a whole princess outfit like Ava had. And they're gonna be able to, through every packet we sell, one little girl in these countries will get it free. So that's a great investment, okay? God bless y'all. Todd, come on up and share more about our, our partnership and, and then Pastor Derry's gonna come up. All right, it's awesome to be here. Thank y'all for the opportunity and I just wanna publicly thank Mr. John for his hospitality, uh, for his uh, great ability as a chef and, and his wonderful home. But he did something last night that made me think all night long about something and I got seven minutes and I'm gonna get it. But he, he, he made a comment at dinner and said, I wanna be part of the team. And man, it just hit me. And I said, you know what? We're already part of the team. Man, we're part of the team of the kingdom of God. But it was funny, I laid down in my bed last night and with our ministry, I'm known as Poncho the Clown. So most of the time you see me with this red nose on with my clown costume. But I was sitting there and this song kept going in my head and it says, it says, I may never march in the infantry. Y'all know that song? Ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the. And you know what? I know that he's a retired military guy. Man, but what greater is it for us to be part of the Lord's army? And I was sitting there thinking that, you know, our name of our ministry is Ambassadors to the Nations. And it's the name that God gave to Miss Karen while they were in Nicaragua. But if you look at the word ambassador and you look at what that truly means, and you know what it means? That you're a representative of a kingdom. And I started thinking, boy, what kind of representative are we of what kingdom that we are, John? Man, we're ambassadors of the greatest kingdom above everything. And then the bottom slogan is that we go and share his love. It's not our love, it's Jesus's love. And this, the, the sponsorship we do for $10 a month, 
The Bible tells us in Proverbs 22, it says, train up a child in the ways of the Lord. And you listen, because that's what's going to make a difference. You know, I was watching you over, over here with them kids around you. You know, you're the difference maker. You know, you can get the love of God into these children at a young age. Now, listen, they'll never forget it. We can teach them their ways for their whole future in just a short period of time. And that's what we did through our schools. And we do it for $10 a month. People say, well, why do you do it for $10? Because that's the amount that God put in our heart. And listen, I'm not going to change it. If God told us to do it, it's $10 forever because God don't change his mind and God makes no mistakes. But with this $10, it gives them an opportunity to learn about Jesus. We teach the Andrew Womack curriculum in our upper grades. Uh, we give them a meal. You know, sometimes I love it. I was a school teacher for 25 years, and I used to hug kids every day to a point that my administrator said, you're going to better be careful with that. I'm like, look, I can, I'm going to love kids till I die. That's what God called me to be. And sometimes it's the only hug that these kids get is when they come to our schools in Nicaragua. And they're so excited to see us. And you can be a part of that. Our T-shirts are $5 for the T-shirts. They're $10 for a hoodie and for a long sleeve shirt. The money that we revenue for these shirts, listen, it's an advertisement piece. I always, I always mess with Charlie and Jill LeBlanc. Y'all know who they are? I said, you, sometimes you just got to pull the Superman and just do a flash real fast. And, and they can see it. And people will see the shirt and they'll just ask questions. Hey, what is Ambassadors to the Nations? And you guys were part of the same team, John. And you can advertise for us. But all the proceeds for our t-shirts goes 100% to our feeding programs. So you can get a hoodie and it helps Julie in the Congo. It helps our feeding programs in Mexico. It helps in Nicaragua. And you know, we're just one team. And you can just tell people about Jesus. And I was sitting there thinking, boy, 50,000 people every single day. That sounds like a lot. But I did the math on it real quick. That's only 18 million people a year. There's over 7 billion people in the world. But you know what? 50,000 a day is a lot better than 50,000 going to help. And so just thank you for the opportunity. And I want to give Pastor Jerry plenty of time. Oh, and since we're in the book writing club now, um, I just finished my first book. And it's called The Great Adventures of Poncho the Clown. And it just says, you know what? God, Pastor Derry preached the message in our church 30 years ago. It says God doesn't look for the highest qualified. He looks for the most available. And you know, sometimes we just got to say, here I am, Lord, use me. And it's in publication and it'll be coming out soon and it'll be a series. And I get to share the story of how Poncho goes to Mexico, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Cuba. And we'll just have fun with it. But it's just really to get the message out, to share the love of Jesus, and it'll be coming soon. You got something Help. Oh, here we go. You know, it's strange that, um, you know, like doing the books right now, because we've been doing so much in these countries, but did you know that the Barner Survey, which is like the most, you know, reputable one that does surveys with Christian organizations, do you know, I just saw it not too long ago, and it said, now among the millennials, 50% of them don't know what the Great Commission is. The churches are not preaching no more. They're not teaching to go into all the world. And they're not talking about missionaries no more. I know your church does, praise God. But you know what? You'd be surprised. You're blessed to have this up here. You're so blessed. This is not everywhere. We go places and people don't, we, they invite us to come. They don't even speak to us. We're like, wow. And 
So you're blessed to have this. And the Lord showed me like this new level with us doing these books for children that we're going to reintroduce children back into missions that through the Ava Joe, through the clown ministry, that we're going to introduce because it's all talking about missions. In the books, they're talking about collecting little dresses to give the little girls. In the Poncho's Adventures, it's talking about even how to get your passport, what it is to be a mission. It's going every detail. So y'all pray for these books, that these books will reunite a fire among children to want to rise up and be missionaries. Amen? Amen. You sure, Mama? <laughs> well, good morning again. Uh, Todd was talking about, you know, loving people and hugging people. I, I, let me give you a little testimony. I, I used to be in the restaurant business my whole life. My mom and dad owned them. I owned, I owned some. and So that's all I knew. I grew up, when I was a little boy, I was so little, mama put a milk crate by the sink, and I'd wash the dishes in the pots. And so I started at the bottom. You know, most people want to start at the top, but mama said, no, that's not going to happen. So, but anyway, I learned to serve in, in, in the restaurant business. Well, I was a manager for IHOP for 13 years, and I had two brothers that worked for me. They were both cooks. They were great cooks. Gary was the younger brother. He was really sweet. Walter was the opposite of Gary. He was meaner than a junkyard dog. Everybody was scared of him. And he, he was crazy. So anyway, during the homestead, you remember when the hurricane went through homestead, Florida? Well, I had gone to Lowe's on Freedom Drive. It's not there anymore, but I went to Lowe's. He was in the parking lot. He was way on the other end. Well, this is years after I, I, I done got saved and, and I've been going to church, preaching and doing all that stuff. And I seen him coming, but you know, Christians now, we hug each other like y'all did. Y'all had to have a time limit. I saw that. We might introduce that on in our church because we can't get them to stop sometimes. But anyway, because of the way I've been trained in the church, when he approached me, he, I seen him coming. He's hollering at me because I didn't even see him. He saw me. He come running over there. And when he come to me, I just grabbed him and hugged him. Had I thought about who in the heck that was, I'd have never done that. But because, you know, why God changes you, so I just hugged him. So me and him talked a minute, and he, he looked at me, and I want you to listen. He said, do that again. And I was like, what do you mean? What, what did I do? He said, I ain't nobody hugged me in years. And did you know, because I hugged that boy, I led him to the Lord. All the preaching in the world probably would have never affected his heart. But... It's the love that we demonstrate. Not so much we can talk about, but what we demonstrate. And we won that boy to the Lord, and it wasn't but a few years later, he, he died in an accident. He fell in a ditch and, and drowned. And, but thank God he's in heaven. Had I not just responded the way a Christian should respond, this boy might be in hell. And so it's important how we, how we use the love of God in our life. You know, you say, well, that's just silly. Well, it wasn't silly to him. Everybody wants a hug. Everybody wants to be loved, y'all. Yeah. And so in 2 Corinthians, it talks about the love of God constraineth me. And I, you know, I, I might not be the best preacher, but let me tell you something. I can love as good as anybody. When I went to Mexico the first time, you know, 
Taco Bell. That's about all the Spanish I knew. But I told the Lord, Lord, you got to help me. I, and if I'm going to talk to these people and minister to them, I got to be able to speak to them. And he said, but you know what? You can love them. You could put your arms around them and tell them you love them. They might not understand English, but they understand a hug. They understand a, 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 a gift bag. That's, that's, that's how they determine if you love me or not. We could preach to them and preach hell and fire to them, but you know what? If they don't feel the love of God, it's not going to change them. All them years I was in the world, everybody told me I was sorry and going to hell. You know what? That never affected me. First of all, I already knew that. I knew I wasn't no good, so big deal. You ain't telling me nothing. But when that lady began to speak to me and she told me, can I say something to you? I was in the restaurant. She would come in there every day and drink coffee and read her Bible in a restaurant. What's wrong with this woman? I was like, man, this is strange. But the love of God that that woman had, it just flowed out of her like a river. And so one day she asked me, she says, can I tell you something? I said, you can say what you want. She said, God told me to tell you he loves you. Oh, you can't even imagine. I went in the kitchen. I told them boys back there, that woman out there, she's crazy. I said, she talking about God loves me. I was laughing. I thought it was hilarious. But let me tell you something, y'all. I got home that night. That message she gave me, it wouldn't leave me. Son, it had me. I woke, <clears throat> excuse me, I woke up and I had a dream. Jesus was standing outside my second story window. <clears throat> I don't know how he did that. He was like this. Son, it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I didn't know nothing about nothing. But there was this gal there. I told him, I said, look, y'all got to go. He said, what's the matter? I said, look, I, I can't fight against Jesus. Everybody, I run her off. She said, where am I going? I said, I really don't care but I can't, I can't fight against him. And you know what? Because that woman dared to tell me that Jesus, God loved me and Jesus loved me and he had a plan and a purpose for my life, it affected me. It changed me. And now all these years later, look what God is doing. Had one person not said that to me, I, I probably wouldn't be here. And it's the love of God now that, that lives inside of me, not my love, because my love wasn't no good. It was fleshly and carnal. It was selfish. But God's love that's inside of you, that love right there, it constrains us. Man, it'll compel you to do, it'll make you lay down everything you love to go do what he wants you to do. And you know what? And it's no, it's no bad response. I mean, I don't feel guilty about it. I don't feel bad about it. It's the greatest thing's ever happened to me. Amen. That Jesus loved me. I told that woman, I said, why would he love me? And she said, you know what? It's a choice. He chose to love you. It, in the scripture in the Old Testament, it says God didn't choose Israel because they were the best people on the face of the earth. He said, I chose you because I wanted to love you. I wanted to pour out into you. And that's what he's telling us. It ain't how good we are. God ain't great because all of a sudden we get to join his team. No. We're only great because he lives big in us. And he's waiting for us to demonstrate to the world how much love has been shed abroad. Listen, God, he said, I don't want anybody to perish and go to hell. 
He sent his son. We sing about it. We sing about the cross and the blood. But you know what? That's a reality. His love was so great for us, that's what he did. He said, you listen, in the garden, do you ever remember that he said, Lord, not my will? So there was an agony in the garden. His flesh didn't want to do that. But because he knew the outcome, he said he knew why one day us, we were going to get to receive that redemption. Isn't that amazing? The love of God that's inside of us is greater than what's out there. It can change you in a moment. My sister met some of my friends I grew up with that we did things that we shouldn't have done together. And uh, they said, well, how's Derry doing? Oh, he's doing good. He's a missionary and he's, he's a preacher. He said, she said, no, 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 we're talking about Derry, not the other brother. You know why? Because that other guy was totally different than this guy. Because when Jesus comes in, he makes a difference. He'll change it. He'll make you new. That's what 2 Corinthians says. You're now a new creation, a new person. How in the world could I lay all that down in one day because the love of God was put in my heart? Because I realized somebody really cares about me. And you know, I had a good home. I had a good mother. But you know what? There ain't nothing like the love of the Father. There's nothing like Jesus in our heart. But you know, I want to tell you this. There's many of you in this room, people that you know don't know what's inside of you. And I'm not fussing, I'm just telling you. I, tell our, I used to tell our teenagers, I'm not a youth pastor no more, they'd say I'm too old now, but I could still do it. But anyhow, I would tell our kids, listen, if y'all going to school and them other friends of yours don't know you're a Christian, for God's sakes, don't tell them. I said, because if your life is not exemplifying Jesus, something's wrong. His daughter, Todd's daughter, goes to a Christian school. And how many of Christian schools still have problems? Well, some of the kids were doing things wrong and, and nobody was manning up. And Todd told her the other day, he said, you know what? You, somebody's going to have to stand up and be the Christian. And she did. And it was against their culture because, you know, kids cover each other. But she said, I, I can't do that no more. And so now, of course, they go going outcast or whatever, but that's okay. Because you know what? We have, learned, we have got to learn to stand for what Jesus is about, whether it's politically correct or not. Right. You know what? What I believe, I believe it. If I don't believe it, I'm going to give it up. I told our church, if, if this don't work for me right here, I'm done. Because this is where the truth is. This is where I got the truth. And if this ain't true, then I'm finished with church. Because Jesus is real, y'all. And I heard a preacher say this one time, and it's powerful. He said, you don't have the right to reject the gospel for somebody else. What I'm saying is, if, we, if God speaks to us to speak to somebody, but we're too afraid they're going to reject us, or they're too, we're too afraid they might cuss us out or do something to us, that we don't do that, we're rejecting Jesus for them. And that's not fair. What's fair is you give them the truth, now it's up to them to make up their mind. And I thank God Betty Jo Blackman had enough courage to speak to me about the love of God so that I could be saved. 
She took a chance that I would reject what she had to say. But you know what? She was willing to do it because she loved Jesus and she loved me too. And it's amazing. Let God's love flow out of us. Anybody can do that. You don't have to be a preacher. This ain't my favorite thing to do. You know what my favorite thing to do is be in the streets with the people. To be out there in the street ministries and hugging them kids. And me and my, we have a great love for the, for the old ladies. Them old little things, that, they're amazing. I love them. They can't hardly walk, but we go over and just hug on them and love them. We always slip them some money, you know. And because I don't know, it's just, I just want God to use me. You know what? It's in the simple things. You don't have to be great. God is great. We don't have to be that. We don't have to be somebody. Listen, like mama said, God knows our name. He could have chose anybody, but guess what? He chose us. I think I heard it tonight. We're the only people that God can use. These are the, this is what he's got to use right here. And man, if the love of God is in you, you can't help but share it. I have people say, well, you, you push Jesus. I said, well, that's all I know. I mean, come on. If you're willing to lay your life down for something, then you shouldn't be ashamed of it. The Bible says we should give an account of why we believe what we believe. And you know what? He has done so much for me, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I was going straight to hell fast as I could go, but you know what? He scooped me up. One scripture said I was apprehended. I was made captive. This thing has caught me and there's nothing I can do about it. I was caught in the net and I was like, my God, what happened? How did I do this? How did I go from darkness to light that fast? It's Jesus. And man, I just want to go around the world tell people how good God is. And, and because he is. If somebody would have explained Jesus the right way to me, it wouldn't have took me as long to get saved. I was always told what you couldn't do. I was always told how bad I was. She comes along and says, God loves you just like you are. She told me, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you did. God just wanted me to tell you he loves you. And boy, did that change me. And I'm telling you right now, we could be them vessels. We could be the ones walking about telling people, hey, can I just say something to you? God loves you. They might look at you like you're strange, but that's okay. That word will not return void is what the Bible says. It didn't return void with me. I laughed about it, thought it was funny, but it wasn't funny when I went to bed that night. <laughs> when it woke me up, I'm telling you, it was alive. That word she spoke to me was alive. And man, it turned me around. And I thank God for it. I thank God I am saved. I thank God I have the privilege of telling people how good he is. Amen. Amen. Well, that's all I got for you. I didn't want to go too long today. Come on up, buddy. Who's, who's doing it? Pastor? Amen. Thank you. Yeah, come on, please. I know we're not real far apart. Charlotte's only like an hour and 45 minutes from here. If any of y'all would ever like to come to Charlotte, we have a missions headquarters that maybe you're not interested because you could go to the countries with us. But if you're not like, I don't want to go to another country, 
We have a missions headquarters in Charlotte, and we have two mission houses you can sleep in free. And they're beautiful homes. Andrew stayed in one of them for 30-something years. They've been remodeled. They're nice, and uh, maybe not as nice as John's Airbnb. That, was, that really was awesome. Yeah, we loved that. But we would love to have you. If you'd ever want to come to Charlotte and volunteer, we package toy gift. We ship containers of these countries, and you could help package gift bags. You could bring your young people and be a part of it. We would love that. It just hit me while he was talking. Amen. Amen. If you want to be a part of the Jolly's Ministries, you guys have some clipboards over there and stuff to sign up to help sponsor children. $10 a month, 33 cents a day. And um, God loves children. Amen. Loves us. And I hope you all feel stirred up as as I do. I love missions. You guys know that. We have the flags here. We've, we, our church goes places. It doesn't send, but we go. And um, I want to go with you guys somewhere. I don't know. I just want to do it. And uh, anyway, so you guys stand. We're going to pray and dismiss you guys. You, uh, I love uh, what Darren had to say um, about how God can just use anyone. And... Um, you know, you don't have to be anyone. It's it's Christ is everyone and everything already in you. And just release who you are, just loving people. And you would be surprised. How do you know what you can or can't do until you've tried it? And you don't know how powerfully God can use you until you go out and try to do it. You go to another country and all of a sudden the anointing of God comes on you. You're a different person anyway. What you thought you could and couldn't do doesn't matter once the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then you start praying for somebody, they start getting healed, delivered, set free, transformed. I mean, I'm telling you, it, it, will, it will start your fire. If you have your fire has gone out some, or it's put some water on the fire, it will put your fire back going by getting out of your country, getting out of your comfort zone, and going to the streets to someone who has it worse than you, and loving them, serving them, blessing them, praying for them, giving them money, doing something. It will, it will start your fire. It will build your fire back up. Amen. It will. It will. So I encourage everyone in here, if you've never been on the mission field or if you have, you need to go, whether that's across the road or across the continent, across another part of the world. We need to go. We're called to go. Amen. Amen. That's what Jesus said, right? Go and make disciples of all nations. All nations. So, uh, God, we just thank you. Um, thank you for the kingdom of God. And we're just thankful that we get to be part of the kingdom. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy with you, in you, and through you. God, we just bless your people today. I thank you for this word. I pray that we'll partner together for the sake of the kingdom. If this world, if the Christian world will join together as one, we can totally take over this planet. We can take over the planet with the love of Jesus, with the love of God. And I just pray you'd help us to be one as you and the Father as one, just like you prayed, that we be one. Unified with love and purpose to serve each other and serve the lost and go out and feed the hungry and do the things you asked us to do. And so God, I just bless your children today. I thank you for them and give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. There are some merchandise up here you can come look at. If you want to sponsor them, come on up and see this. And thank you guys for coming.